Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi guys, I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture Football. And I'm Adam Nicholas from What Culture Football, here to bring you all of today's football and news. Let's begin with a big bit of transfer talk. We're going to talk some more at the end of this video about the a little roundup, shall we say. But right now, let's talk about Jaden Sancho, because according to sources from Borussia Dortmund, no less, it seems like the Jaden Sancho to Manchester United move could well be off. You see, we have had comments from Michael Zork, who is the director of football over there, who basically said, and I will just quote what they have posted on their official Twitter account. He says, in a media roundup on the sidelines for the training, we plan with Jaden Sancho. He'll play for us next season. The decision is final. I think that answers all of the questions. Now, obviously, we have seen in recent weeks, Jaden Sancho heavily linked with Manchester United. Apparently, there have been talks ongoing. Manchester United were frustrated with the pace of these talks because there's been sort of hurdles between them getting directly to the player and the club and it seems like it's been a very slow process but maybe it was stolen tactics because as we can see here it seems they aren't really keen to let go of Sancho and I can't blame them Adam Wilbur. No I think he's obviously one of the best young players in the world right now so it's understandable why they would want to hold keep on his services I know people were speculating around when Sancho was uh, organised to go to a training camp, that that was the deal dead in the water. Uh, this is football. You never say never. And I'm, I would defer to someone like Paul Scholes on this, who last night said, yeah, they're going to sell him. Dortmund are yeah. a selling club, in his words. Uh, and I think the only thing that's the stumbling block is, of course, the money, which is a very different situation to anything you'd normally be in. I mean, exorbitant transfer fees are 10 a penny, it seems nowadays. But with the ongoing global bastard being as it is, it's all a bit up in the air. But Man United are Man United. Look, we've seen over the years, they haggle, they haggle, they haggle. And then when push comes to shove, there'll be some sort of resolution. I still think James Sancho is going to be a Manchester United player next season as a neutral. I hope he's a Man United player next season. I would love to see him in the Premier League. And from a very biased perspective, as an England fan, I'd love to see him working with the likes of Mason Greenwood uh, and Marcus Rashford, head of football, coming home next year. Absolutely. But I would also counter that with what if he doesn't get the chances at Man United that yeah. he's perhaps expecting? Because he's still a young guy coming through. And that is a team, certainly a front line, that's started to establish itself. But I'm not suggesting Jaden Sancho wouldn't be getting played every week. The guy's fantastic. But ultimately, there's definitely a question mark there. The grass being greener and Borussia Dortmund are certainly a good team for bringing him through. Maybe one more year with Dortmund. But then again, what do you mean? A club telling us, the general public and the media, something that isn't true for another club to eventually sign their player? Unprecedented stuff. 
Yeah, I think you ask any Man United fan and they will say that they need to sign not just anyone, but particularly Jadon Sancho to really kick on to that next level. I think they're going to get this deal done. I think there's going to be, you know, haggling over it. But at the end of the day, when it's Manchester United, what's 20 million extra? Well, you say that, but it's a tough time, my friend. (laughs) I'm sure it is. I'm sure they're really counting the pennies over at Manchester United. Uh, Let's move from one United to another. Newcastle United. Um, I feel sorry for doing this to you as as a Newcastle United fan. Yeah, Um, well, what's new? eh? What's new? Sky Sports News uh, has been told that Mike Ashley remains in dialogue with the Saudi Arabia Public Investment Fund, PIF, of course, uh, and its partners with that takeover at Newcastle United. You may remember it just sort of ended very stunningly one afternoon a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Basically, it was said that the takeover was taking too long. There was all the issues with the Premier League checking over the fit and proper persons test, etc. But Mike Ashley is apparently 100% committed to finding a way to get the takeover back on um it just feels like even more drawn out heartache this from for Newcastle United fans you know there's been petitions written to the Premier League about why this has kind of happened but I feel it's my knowledge of Mike Ashley that he's just trying to look busy almost until the season starts again yeah he's very good at this I mean we've seen this for quite a long time with Newcastle where if it's not the Saudi fund it's the man of Stavely take over, it's not the man of Stavely take over. A Kenyan's coming to take over. All sorts of different things going on here with Newcastle United Football Club. The I think the main problem is that as a fan, obviously we would love to see a takeover happen. I don't know if this well, no sorry, I'll change my opinion on that. I do know that this isn't the takeover that I want to see because of, you know, the very questionable nature of it all. Yeah. Um, but Mike actually will want to sell. He's wanted to sell for a very long time. And if he can find a way of making it sound like things are still happening there and keep an interest in Newcastle, for him, all of this press is good press at the end of the day. It means there's other clubs thinking, well, maybe they are a hot property. If he can keep the valuation in the general eyes of the public up, then maybe just maybe someone else might come in, even if the, indeed the Saudi deal doesn't continue or doesn't come back, shall we say. Yeah, I don't see this being resurrected, to be perfectly honest. Um, but yeah, just, I just, I, I think this, I'm a big fan of banter era threads on Twitter. And this feels like just another column in, in Newcastle's where they potentially could get relegated next season. You ask any Newcastle yeah, United fan, they are very worried about next season um, with the, the lack of investment. And obviously with Ashley getting his head turned, why would he want to chuck more money at a club that he thinks he's probably just going to be selling? This has been the issue for the last what, five, ten years, it feels like. Um, probably bad idea for me uh, at my socially distanced birthday at the weekend to raise a can to Chesterfield's successful takeover whilst surrounded by Newcastle hey. United band, although it's slightly different. Certainly not. We don't discriminate against the clubs who are getting that takeover. So we're not like that. Well, I'm certainly not. Yes, we'd like one, but I'm still happy Chesterfield got theirs. And here's hoping Chesterfield versus Newcastle in just a few <laughs> short years. <laughs> Only because Newcastle have come down to your yeah, league, exactly. probably, is how it's going to happen. Welcome to the National League, brother. <laughs> Brilliant oh, stuff. Yeah. Well, let's move across to, obviously, Newcastle Premier League. Let's move across to the Scottish Premier League, shall we? And talk about uh, one of what I can imagine might be a few stories caught up this year. Um, in particular, with all of the, obviously, we can't say the terminology, so we will call it the ongoing global bastard and all of the rules that have been put into place to try and help avoid any more outbreaks of said ongoing global bastard. Well, 
We saw already in the Scottish Premier League there was an issue with um, the Aberdeen side who went out for a drink to a bar in Aberdeen, which happened to just be on the verge of a big spike and going back into lockdown for a drink. A lot of the players obviously then came to question because their availability for the club to play the fixtures. There was also a question about could they play that fixture given the distances that have been set in place. A lot of things going on here, a lot of moving parts. As you can imagine, it's going to be a mad year for all this as people try to sort of adhere to the rules. But, my word, Celtics player, and I'm have to check for this, Bolly Bolingoli has been, he was on a trip to Spain, went away, came back, did not quarantine, and then featured in Celtics match at the weekend against Kilmarnock, that what Kilmarnock, that 1-1 draw that they had, and has obviously since come forward and explained that he has not quarantined, and therefore, as a result, that has put, like, every player at risk who kind of come into contact with. I know that might seem like a being, a being a bit extreme, but that is as, as literal as the case can be. Anybody he then comes into contact with is a potential case waiting to happen. So, as a result of this, so first of all, I will say he has issued a statement on this. This is coming from BBC, who basically says, I am guilty of a major error of judgment. What I did, I know what I did was wrong, and I know that I must now deal with the consequences. Well, those consequences could well be that the Scottish Government might end up intervening and pausing the Scottish Premier League already. We haven't even barely started to pack up and that is something they are genuinely having talks about right now because this is the second incident in as many weeks and this is not good, Mr Wilborn. No, it's a bloody shambles, this. Uh, look, rules are rules. Whether or not you like them or not, like you say, um, there's a there's a, uh, a set format in place for whether people uh, have been travelling or whether they test positive or whatever and it's already gone to part in the SPL. Um, like you say, Aberdeen players testing positive, games getting called off and now this... Uh, it's really, really bad. Look, we're all annoyed and we want things to get back as, to normal as quickly as possible. But unless people adhere to these rules, it's just not going to happen. Um, and people thinking that there are exceptions to the rule are the reason why we keep seeing these returns in cases and yeah. spikes and what have you. It's, it's a bad, bad look. Uh, right, let's move on and talk about the Europa League. It is the month of mad European football action, of course. Uh, last night saw Inter Milan and Manchester United mm. progress to the semi-finals of the Europa League. Uh, Man United beating Copenhagen 1-0, FC Copenhagen 1-0 after extra time. A Bruno Fernandes penalty winning it for them there. Um, they looked a bit shaky first half, I have to say. Um, but they had a whole boatload of chances. They hit the post, they hit the crossbar. Um, the goalkeeper was on sensational yeah. tour uh, for Copenhagen. Johnson, Johnson, I think his name was. Um, and they had a couple of goals disallowed. Eventually, Man United just getting over the line there, as I say, with that Bruno Fernandes penalty after a foul on Martial. Uh, Inter Milan defeated. Beating Bayer Leverkusen, almost yeah, there, two one. Romelu Lukaku continuing his insane run of scoring in the Europa League. Uh, Barella getting the other goal for Inter, and Havertz pulling a goal back after twenty four minutes. All the goals in the first half in that game. Inter Milan looking really good as well. Uh, they got a penalty, but then they got VAR, etc., etc. Uh, regardless, Inter Milan go through to the semi-finals. They will face the winner of tonight's game uh, between Shakhtar Donetsk and FC Basel. United will face either Wolverhampton. Hampton Wanderers who play tonight or Sevilla so it could be an all English semi-final potentially exciting times in the Europa League um, I think most fans aside from my friends who are Wolverhampton Wanderers fans would love to see Inter Milan Man United Conte against Solskjaer Ashley Young and Romelu Lukaku against well United 
this is it, man. I mean, the the story writes itself, doesn't it? If we can, if we find a way, and that's no uh, no knock on Wolverhampton Wanderers, by the way. I would quite like to see them in a final as well if they can get there because that team is brilliant. They're a team that's on the rise, certainly, in, particularly in the Premier League, but also if they can do it in Europe, fantastic stuff there. I mean, Manchester United versus Inter Milan is the is surely the big money tie everyone's looking at for that final. Although you wouldn't want to rule out the other teams who are in there no. either, to be honest, because they're there for a reason at this stage, and you will find that they won't go down without a fight, I'm sure. But, I mean, like you say, Lukaku returning, Alexis Sanchez, Ashley Young, all players who are there could potentially feature in a game against that club, prove themselves that they've still got it, Lukaku in particular. I'd love to see it. You love to bloody see it, don't you? And football's all about narratives, and that is one I would like to see. And I love the uh, I love the mad knockout way they're playing this tournament. Yeah. Now, the same with the Champions Big League, fan. of course. It's great stuff. It's just, uh, to be honest, I, I was... I was spent ages looking, thinking, where's the, why aren't they doing this? And then I remembered, obviously, yeah. of course, it's going to be the change of rules. But I actually kind of like it. I like that sort of one and done. This is like, this is like when they introduced the golden goal rule into the oh. World Cup. It's like <laughs> the heartbreak that can come with that one game. But alas, let's move on and talk about some transfers, shall we? Get a quick roundup of the other transfers going on. Obviously, we've already mentioned Jaden Sancho, Manchester United deal in question. And there's a few we've got that are definitely done and over the line. We've mentioned it already in a few previous videos. But Pierre-Emile Hoiberg has completed his medical at Tottenham. That's according to Sky Sports. There's a £15 million move on the t- on the table there for him. Great signing for them. And going the other way, it looks like Kyle Walker-Peters might be making his um, move to Southampton. A permanent one. He was obviously on loan there last season. Looking like potentially £12 million. Tottenham could be getting for him, although personal terms have yet to be agreed there. Liverpool, as we mentioned yesterday, have completed the signing of Costas, and I'm going to butcher that surname again, Simicus, Costas Simicus from Olympiacos for £11.75 <laughs> million. Pounds. That's again, according to Sky Sports, that deal is done. When you see them in the shirt, signing the paper, it's always a bit of a oh, especially as a Newcastle fan, and we've seen it, it is done. But... Two interesting ones to talk about now. David Silva, of course, as we know, is leaving Manchester City at the end of the season. He will be staying with them and, of course, playing in the Champions League with them as far as they get. But after that, it's looking like, and quite a few sources are reporting this, could be a destination. But Corriere dello Sport are reporting that perhaps David Silva could be expected to go to Lazio to play after he leaves Manchester City. Same colour kit, I guess. Maybe he just yeah. likes the colour and he's going to that. <laughs> Also, though, what a great signing for them that would be because Lazio aside, who performed pretty well this year, and that might just be a little mm. extra piece to a jigsaw that they might have been missing if that indeed does happen. And finally, fascinating one, this Daniel Sturridge. He has a name you've probably forgotten about in recent years. He wants to return to the Premier League. He sat down for an exclusive interview with Sky Sports and has essentially said he wants to come back. He had previously been. Where have you been, Adam Wilbur? Couldn't you, if you had a guess? If you'd have given you told me this beforehand, Aye. so I know now. But if you'd have given me a million years, I would not <laughs> have guessed Trabzonspor. <laughs> Trabzonspor in the Turkish league, he had been at indeed. But fascinatingly, and I know it's not, it's just, I say just the Turkish league, he had actually scored seven goals in 16 appearances. So signs of maybe the old Daniel Sturridge, I guess. Mm. However, that did not end well. His contract was terminated mutually in March after. Um, well, he was handed a four-month ban, actually. Basically, he got caught out um, breaching the FA rules regarding to betting as he kind of tipped off his brother to bet on him and a potential transfer move to Sevilla, it seems, which, as we all know, his history and where he's ended up doesn't even seem like a good... But anyway, that's irrelevant. At this point, he has said he would like to come back. He's a free agent as it stands. He's probably eyeing the new season in the Premier League and he says he has unfinished business in the Premier League. Could a side snap him up? 
dear God, it's probably going to end up being Newcastle because that always will <laughs> happen and he'll get injured within the first couple of weeks. Mr. Wilborn, your thoughts on these transfers? Uh, great signings for, for Tottenham and Liverpool, first of all. We kind of uh, discussed them in the past. I'm really intrigued by David Silva to Lazio. I think we always say, you know, that the Italian league is still a great league. It's not a step down. It's just a different pace. And I think that might suit someone like David Silva. And like you say, we did a whole thing on Juventus we were worth checking out uh, surrounding our Andre Pirlo being the new manager there. But uh, I think he could be the real difference maker for Lazio. Like you said, they were one of the main contenders. They just sort of fell off towards the end of the season in Syria. And, but yeah, Sturridge is an interesting one. I've always really liked him. I always rated him as a striker. I think he's been sensational. He's played. I mean, look at the list of clubs he's played for. Chelsea, City, Liverpool, Bolton. He was an absolute yeah. world-class yeah. player for them. Um, so I think he can offer that to a, to a club. Obviously, the issue you have with that is it's a big old gamble. Yes, he's got proven Premier League, Premier League pedigree, easy for me to say. Um, but he is injury prone. But I wouldn't rule him out signing for a lower mid-table, you know, relegation threatened club. If you need to, you know, they always say that when you get promoted, you need that, exactly, you need that player who's going to score you 10, 15, 20 goals in a season. He almost guarantees that. It's just whether or not he can stay healthy. Why on earth did he do that stupid bloody getting his brother to gamble on stuff? Is it footballers don't have enough money? I don't understand it. But still, personally, I'd like to see him back in the Premier League. I still rate him, as I said. But let us know your thoughts on uh, on that and all of today's news stories that we've discussed in the comments section below. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe. And subscribe to What Culture Football, wherever you get your podcast from, for daily football podcasts if you're out and about on the go. You can also let us know your thoughts on everything today at What Culture FC on Twitter. Uh, watch there follow both of us you can follow Adam Nicholas at it's Adam Nicholas and you can also follow Adam Wilborn at Adam Wilborn will be back later on today with it's all kicking off but for now my thanks to Adam Nicholas thank you for joining us and we will see you soon hi I'm Daniel founder of Pretty Litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter that's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.